Beware of spoilers, everyone. Lock up your children! Yes, Salem, Hello, everyone, and welcome back to A Pinch of Pixie Dust, the podcast. I'm your host, Mandy. And I'm your other host, Alyssa. And we are here to talk all things Disney. As always. So, this week's episode, we are continuing with our spooktacular October. And we are going to be talking about Hocus Pocus 2. I was so excited for this movie because I loved the first one so very much. And I have some feelings. How about you? Um, yeah, I agree. I The first one is amazing. It is so ridiculous and dumb and fun. And this one was something. <laughs> <laughs> so here's here's the thing. Overall, I did like it for the most part. I don't think it was as good as the first one. I mean, sequels usually are not. Correct, you're right. But... So some of the things that were funny, though, they kind of reused from the first movie. Okay. See, I felt that same way. It felt like it was the same movie, but instead of a brother and sister, it was best friends. Yeah. And the other thing I didn't really like, there were a lot of characters and I get like, okay, Binks like got his final rest and all that other fun stuff, but I wanted him in the movie. (laughs) I know it's like it's so hard that they did a sequel with everybody but like you would think Max would have been in it for a minute or like Allison or Danny like it's weird that they didn't bring them into the movie right or even if it was like I don't know family members of theirs or like maybe you know someone became a teacher and it was their students like they could have tied them in somehow some way Yeah, it was like they were completely forgotten about. Yeah, and I did not like that. That was one of my main gripes, I guess, about the movie. Yeah, I I agree with that. But having said that, I did like some of the new characters. They were okay. They they weren't the original cast, but they were still good. I mean, yeah, like, personally, I mean, he wasn't even one of the main characters. But I really liked the mayor of the town. I thought he was... I thought he was sweet. I thought he was very fun. Um, and I really like the boyfriend, like the dumb high school boyfriend. Oh, see, I couldn't stand him. <laughs> oh, he cracked me up. Like I was I was watching it with Bryce and he was like, This kid is so stupid. And I'm sitting there like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, I couldn't I could not handle him. I just wanted to like be like, seriously right now, dude. No, you can't be that dumb. (laughs) I loved how dumb he was. It made me laugh because like everybody, like the girls, I feel like compared to Max were very smart. Mm -hmm. Like they knew how to get their way around the wit, like the sisters, they they were smart. They were cunning. Like Max was an idiot, but I liked that this kid was just like, like, what is going on? Where am I? Why are there witches? Like, I don't know. I thought he was funny. He was an idiot, but I thought he was funny. Well, let's start at the very beginning. So we start out in 1653 in Salem again. And this time, though, the three witches are teenagers, basically. 
And I believe, yeah, it's Winifred's 16th birthday at this point. Yes. And basically, (laughs) I guess at that time, people, women were supposed to get married around that age. That and we find out that they did not have their father. So the reverend was going to basically pick Winifred's husband for her. Yes, he wanted her to marry John Pritchett, and she was not having it. (laughs) She did not like John. He was stinky and gross, and no. And one interesting thing, you do find out that something from the first movie is supposedly inaccurate. (laughs) And that is? So you find out that Billy Butcherson was actually not with Winifred. They shared only one kiss, and he wasn't, like, super excited about it. So he never actually cheated on Winifred. No, he really liked Sarah. He did really like Sarah. So... Basically, what we all knew was a lie. That does come into play a little bit later in the movie. It does. And I guess that makes sense that, like, Winifred would lie about that because she liked him so much. Yeah. But, yeah, unfortunately, Winifred lied. (laughs) Yeah. So... Basically, the reverend is telling Winifred that she's like banished from the town and he was going to take the other two sisters and the girls escape by running into the forest and there they meet an adult witch. And since it's Winifred's 16th birthday, this witch gives Winifred the book. And I don't know if you picked up on it, but when they were in the forest, the woman, the adult witch was singing. And she was singing Sarah's Come song, Little Come Little Children. I did pick up on that. I really liked that touch, like that callback to the first one. I did too. I think it's cute that that's where Sarah learned it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, before we get into like modern day and what happens, I thought that they casted the three like younger girls perfectly. perfectly. I agree. I, they were I almost on. wish. They were, they were amazing. I almost wish that we got a prequel instead of a sequel. Yeah, that would have been pretty cool, actually. Because I just think that they did such a wonderful job. Like, uh, these kid actors, they're really doing it. (laughs) Yeah, they, they were very good casting decisions. They did really well with those parts. Now, I don't know, though, like, if they'd be able to carry an entire movie on their own, but they did a really nice job with the opening. Yeah, I don't know, but if they were that good and they could have held the story for, you know, like an hour and a half, two hour movie, I wish they did a prequel because, oh, I loved it. Agreed. But now we move on to present day. And basically, we meet our main character. Her name is Becca. And she is also going to be turning 16. Hmm, I wonder what's going to happen. (laughs) I don't know. Okay, this one also almost felt more predictable than the original. I agree. And like the original was pretty predictable. Yeah, it was. (laughs) But like this one was like, okay, kids, who's ready for this scary story? Like it was very, I don't know. I mean, here's the thing. I did like how the opening scene 
did kind of mirror what was happening in the present because Winifred in the past was turning 16. She gets her book, she gets her powers. And now we're in present day, Becca's turning 16. And of course, she eventually gets the book. She eventually gets her powers. So I do like that mirror aspect, but also it did make it very predictable. So you knew she was going to be a witch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like right from the beginning, she was at a crystal shop. You knew something was going to happen. Right. Like, I almost wish they gave the best friend the witch powers. The same. Like, it would have been a little bit more, less predictable that way. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so as you mentioned, at the beginning of the movie, they are in, like, a Wiccan shop. What did you think of the owner of that shop, Gilbert? Um, so when Gilbert started... Like, when we first met the character, I actually kind of liked him. I thought he was kind of funny. I was like, okay, we're going to go down, like, the really campy route with this. I like it. But the longer he was in the movie, I was like, you're kind of a jerk. Yeah, I was not a fan of his character at all. Like, he was so self-absorbed. I was like, what is going on? And I really don't know what his like goal was still to this day i think his goal was literally to see the sanderson sisters but then like dude just do it on your own well supposedly he couldn't light the candle which okay i get whatever but yeah but like don't trick like two teenage girls into it it's weird yeah it was very (laughs) weird so basically he gives becca this candle for her 16th birthday and it ends up being a black flame candle so her and her friend izzy go into the woods to have like i don't want to say a seance because that's not the right word but witchy things yes (laughs) and because they light this candle then the sanderson sisters come back because there are they are virgins and they're lighting the black flame candle It's just, I don't know. And like you said, his goal was just to see the Sanderson sisters. Like, why? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) Well, I think it's because he saw them, like, as a kid on Halloween night. And he was like, oh, like, I want to see them again. Like, I'm their fan. But, like, that was also a weird take. That everybody was, like, their fan. It was a very weird take. Because, I mean, they were trying to, like, literally kill children. Like, they were pretty dark in the first movie. Even though they made them, like, funny and campy. Like, their intentions were dark. And I felt like they lost that in this one. Like, it was not nearly as, like, dark as the first one was. No, I definitely agree. And, I mean, their goal was, and I'm talking about the Sanderson sisters now, their goal was, again, to, like, get children and get youthful and stay alive again. But it definitely didn't have, like, the dire circumstances that the first one had. Yeah, and, like, I think because it wasn't, like, a family dynamic with, like, brother-sister or two sisters or whatever, you kind of lost, like, I know friends can, you know, love each other like sister. Like, I know that. But I feel like it lost a little bit of, like, again, that, like, dire need to, like, save somebody. Right. Yeah, it wasn't, it didn't feel like it had the urgency the first one had, even though you knew it was going to be fine in the end. Like, it still felt more real I guess (laughs) yeah something was just off about it but like you said I mean the girls went into the forest 
they lit the black flame candle, the Sanderson sisters came back. And unlike Matt, these two girls were very smart. Becca and Izzy were on it from the beginning. So they basically are talking to the sisters and the sisters are like, we want to, you know, kill children. <laughs> basically. Steal their souls for our youth and our whatever. And they were like, okay, well, you know, we're going to take you to a potion shop and you can have all the souls of children you want because now they like package them in these like cute little convenient containers. So they take them to a Walgreens. Which is hilarious. This is honestly my favorite scene in the entire movie. And the women, the Sanderson sisters, are looking at all of like the face products and they're drinking face products and they're putting them all over their skin. And my favorite line is, I believe it's Mary. She grabs one of like your normal face masks and she's like, look, child skin. And she like puts it on her face. It's so stupid, but I wish there was more of that. Yeah, that scene was actually really, really good. I like when they started eating like the face mask and they're like, I think it's working. (laughs) Yes, like I just, there wasn't enough of that. No, there wasn't. And also like, back to what I had said before, they steal a lot of material from the first movie. They steal a broom, because there's only one broom, a Swiffer, and then two Roombas. The two Roomba thing was kind of funny. Okay, also... Did they, like, enchant the Roombas to, like, follow them around? So, I don't know. <laughs> because because like, they that's must not have. how a Roomba works. I know. They must have because the Roombas did keep, like, finding them. Weird. <laughs> it was weird, but it was pretty funny. It was. That was a good scene, and I wish there was more of that scene throughout the movie. Yeah, I agree. But basically, the girls end up going to Gilbert's, like, magic shop. And they're like, dude, what the heck? Why did you give us this candle? What is wrong with you? You know, whatever. And the sisters end up finding the girls and they find Book. And Gilbert's like, oh my gosh, it's the sisters. He's so excited. And Winifred basically tells him that he has to now find all of these ingredients for this huge spell that Winifred, I think, has always wanted to try. But when they got the book at 16, they were told never to do it. Right. And the book just does not want them to do it either. Like the book knows something's up with this spell. And yeah. the Sanderson sisters just, well, Winifred mainly just isn't going to listen. Yes. So Gilbert goes off and he is getting all these ingredients. And one of the ingredients is the head of an ex-lover. So he digs up Billy from the grave, which I was very excited to see Billy back. I love Billy. I think he's great. Here's my thing, though. So it had to be an ex-lover. And Winifred was the one doing the spell, correct? Yeah, and it wasn't her lover. It wasn't. So it shouldn't have worked. Yeah. Big plot hole there, isn't it? That's a huge plot hole. That was one thing, like, when I was watching the movie, I was like, wait a minute. If he's saying that he was never with Winifred, they only kissed once and all this other stuff, then theoretically, this spell should not work because the spell calls for an ex-lover and Winifred's the one doing it. Well, they were not lovers, so it should not have worked. So therefore, the ending should have never happened. (laughs) But maybe that was the closest thing Winifred ever had to a lover, so maybe in a weird way it did count. Maybe? Like, maybe that's how they'll, like, explain it to get around it, like, if they ask. I don't know. But I agree. I did not understand how the spell worked at the end of the movie if they weren't together. 
The only other thing I could think of was Sarah was like helping with the spell and he was Sarah's lover. So maybe like because she was helping it counted. Maybe. But other than that, like I didn't think the spell should have worked. (laughs) And also, I don't know if this is just me. It felt like in the first movie, they were at a ton of different locations. They were always running around. The Sanderson sisters always found them. In this one, it felt like Okay, we trapped them here. They're going to stand here for six scenes. Okay, now we trapped them here. It felt like nothing was happening. Yeah. I think it had a lot to do with the fact that in the first one, I think the Sanderson sisters were played by a lot younger actresses at that point. So I think there was more Sanderson sisters in the first one simply because there could be. And now that the actresses are a little bit older, older, I think they were counting on the children to carry the movie more rather than the Sanderson sisters. And it didn't necessarily work that way. Well, because that's the thing. The movies aren't about the kids. They're about the sisters. Right. And it just felt like there wasn't a lot of, I mean, they were in it a lot. Don't get me wrong. And maybe if I look at like time on screen, maybe I would be proven wrong. Maybe they had just as much time on screen as in the first one. I'm not sure. I didn't look it up. But to me, it just felt like they didn't have as many scenes as they did in the first one. Yeah, it just felt really weird. Um, But anyway, continuing with the movie, we are now introduced to a carnival scene and the mayor is at the carnival and he is so sweet all he wants to get is a candy apple and he just keeps losing his chance to get this candy apple i felt so bad for mayor trask i really did (laughs) i did too i thought he was so i thought he was so sweet but the sanderson sisters were after him basically because he had the same last name as um the man in the beginning he was yes. a descendant of Reverend Trask from the beginning. Reverend. I was going to call him Proctor. I was <laughs> like, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, and they needed his blood. They needed the blood of an enemy for the spell. So because he was a descendant of Reverend Trask, they were going to use his blood to complete the spell. Yes. But that poor guy, all he wanted was his dang candy apple. Um But in Sanderson sister fashion, they sing a song to basically enchant everybody at the carnival. What did you think of the singing scenes in this movie? I personally like the first ones a little bit more. Same. Um, I did not like the big musical number, but I thought, you know how they sang like towards the beginning? It was like a quick little couple of beats. That I thought was cute, but I didn't like the big one way or another music video thing that they were doing no I wasn't a huge fan of it either honestly um I don't know it just again didn't catch capture the magic of the first one I guess yeah um we still haven't talked about actually there is actually a third friend and oh yes Cassie Yes, her name is Cassie, and she is the one with the boyfriend that we talked about at the beginning that Alyssa loves, and I don't. (laughs) I think he's funny. (laughs) And basically, because Cassie has been hanging out with her boyfriend, she kind of lost touch with Becca and Izzy. And they're basically trying to reconnect the whole movie, but things just keep getting in the way. And I, I kind of like... I don't know how I feel about the scene where the boyfriend realizes he's been bullying the two friends this whole time. Well, yeah, like, again, I I thought at the beginning, like, in science class, 
you know, when she was doing the spell behind him and he freaked out. Like, I thought all that was funny. But, like, my problem was, why didn't Cassie stick up for her friend? Right. Like, she knew he was bullying them. Like, say, hey, leave them alone. What's wrong with you? Like, you could still be boyfriend-girlfriend, but, like, straighten them out. Let's go. Yeah, like, and if he genuinely didn't realize, like, if that's how he acts with his friends and that's just how... You need somebody to tell him, like, hey, don't talk about my friends like that. Exactly. And the fact that Cassie didn't, that bothered me, too, because I was like, what the heck, dude? Like, say something. Right. I agree. Um, But at the end, they, of course, do stop the Sanderson sisters, and they do it by basically letting the spell happen, because what happens- Yeah, like, they didn't do anything. (laughs) Yeah. So basically the Sanderson sisters get all of the items they need for the spell and it works. Winifred is now super powerful, but in order to do the spell, you have to give up the thing that is most dear to you, basically. And that is her sisters. And so her sisters, even though Winifred is super powerful now, her sisters disappear and Winifred doesn't want to be without her sisters so she turns to the three friends to help her and basically they let her go to her sisters and Winifred disappears and that is the ending. So like very dramatic for nothing. Yes. Because I felt like even in the first one they were like fighting until the end with the sisters right like they were in the graveyard Winifred was snatching up Danny like Max was fighting them till the very, very end. Yeah, it was very different. Um, I kind of so I kind of liked that Winifred showed a little bit of a different side. But I do also, too. I don't know that if she really has that side. <laughs> as horrible as that sounds, like she's so mean to her sisters. Like especially in the first one, like she's calling them idiots. Like you, they never do anything right. But. I, I guess she really does love them deep down. So I didn't think she had it in her, but she does. So yeah, just, it was very, it was just an odd remake that wasn't a remake. That was a sequel. <laughs> it just, like you said earlier, it just did not capture the magic that the first one had, because even though the first one is maybe like for a lot of people, like a nostalgia thing, mm. It was so special, and I feel like this movie was so hyped up, and it was just such a letdown. Well, I think part of the problem was the first one was so beloved. It was so nostalgic for most people. It was so hyped up. People's expectations were super high, and it just didn't quite meet those expectations. Yeah. All right, so out of 10, what would you give this movie overall? Oh, goodness. Um probably like a six that's I was thinking like a six and a half yeah like it 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 had some moments it did it did it had the problem was like it had its funny moments and then there were times when I was just like is this over yet like I was bored at parts I I totally agree totally agree and like I don't know that I'd want to sit down and watch it again like I would the first one well that's what I said I was like you know what I think this is like a good one and done but like the first one I will watch every Halloween and never miss it you know what I mean yeah totally agree yeah I don't know did you have a favorite character a favorite sister um so Sarah's my favorite sister she always has I, been. 
same. Um, as far as favorite characters in this one, I liked Mayor Trask. <laughs> I agree. And Billy. And Billy. And Billy, of course, yes. I hated Gilbert. The three friends were okay for me. I mean, they weren't bad. I didn't think they were anything great, but I don't think they were bad. Mm-hmm. Um, even the sisters, we talked about this a little bit, though. They weren't as threatening as they were in the first one. No. I don't know. I kind of miss Sarah singing by herself sometimes, too. <laughs> I don't know. It was good, but it, like I said, I, I'm I'm good never watching it again, honestly. I, I agree. It definitely was missing something. Yes. And I don't know if they could have gotten that, but like whatever it was missing, it showed. Yes. You know what's not missing something, Alyssa? What? Our listeners, of course, because they are perfect. They are perfect. And we want to thank them. Now, this is for listening to the episode Marvel Superlatives. Thank you to our listeners in Starkville, Mississippi, Bethel Park, Pennsylvania, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, Sydney, New South Wales, and Australia. Thank you to our listeners in Honolulu, Hawaii, Raleigh, North Carolina. Shout out to Seattle, Washington, Bismarck, North Dakota, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thank you to our listeners in Boynton Beach, Florida, Utica, Michigan, Great Falls, Montana. Thank you to our listeners in Monroeville, Pennsylvania, Ames, Iowa, Montrose, Virginia. Thank you to our listeners in Loose Creek, Missouri. And last but certainly not least, Henrico, Virginia. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. Well, everyone, that will do it for this week's episode. We want to know, did Hocus Pocus 2 capture the magic of the first one? Let us know on Facebook or Instagram. At a Pinch of Pixie Dust podcast. You can also email us at pinchofpixiedust at outlook.com. And until next time, guys, we hope your lives are full of faith, trust, and pixie dust. Bye, everyone. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Hope you had a wonderful Halloween.